and thank you for joining us on another episode of Why Theory. As always, I am your host, Ryan Engley, joined, as always, by co-host Todd McGowan. Todd, how you doing, buddy? Feels like we talked soon. Uh, good, Ryan. I, I feel like we just <laughs> talked very recently. Yes. Very recently. It's the first time for us, I think, in a couple of ways, right? Like, it's the yeah. first time we've ever done a day day one and day and then a next day episode. And then yeah. it's also the first time we've ever responded the day after a thing ends or comes mm-hmm. out to the thing, mm-hmm. right? So this yeah. is the... Uh, yeah, but so we, we should gotta, say, we, we should start with the absolute spoiler alert. So if you don't want Succession oh, yeah. spoiled for you, if you're in the process of watching it or plan on watching it sometime and would like it not to be spoiled, stop listening right now. Or stop, yeah. if you think that we suck, you should stop listening now too. That would be another <laughs> that would be another reason to another to good stop. another a yeah. good moment to get out uh, yeah. uh while while you got the opportunity. Um yeah so we're doing a bit of a day night doubleheader uh with uh with our with our coverage here on on, uh, on Y Theory. And so what we're trying to do is obviously a lot of people are talking about succession today. I'm sure like everybody's like uh, is trying to go through their normal podcast feed and there's all this stuff about succession and, and probably they don't care about it. Um, we're trying to do this in a way where whether you've watched the show or not, or have interest in the show or even have interest in television, I'll put it that way. Uh, I right. want there to be something here for you because the way we're going to look at this is uh, one of the things. So we're going to kind of take a look at like uh, a little bit how the show has been received. And one of the things about uh, Succession, whether you've seen it or not, that people say sort of extolling its virtues are that it is uh, it's a it's a tragedy. People say this a lot. I mean, the the producers even say this that the right. show is meant to be uh, a tragedy, and we want to challenge that a little bit. I think just top line, um, I and I, I'm I'm willing to I'm actually I think I'm more willing to be convinced on its merits of a tragedy than, than, than perhaps you are. Um, but I, so there's p- potential for movement. I'll put it this way. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Who's probably, going to be convincing both... you though? That's the question. <laughs> that's well, not going to be me. <laughs> no, I know. I'm going to have to convince myself is sort of okay, thing because I, 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 I think it is more convincing. Put it top line, put it here in the first three minutes. It's more on the side of pathos than it is on the side of tragedy. And right. I think that's, that, right. that's your position. And that I, would be my position. I, yeah. I think it's pretty rock solid, but we will get into it. There are other things to talk about too. Like for one, um, you know, I know uh, the also on HBO yesterday the series Barry ended uh, yesterday as well, and there the uh, the appointment viewing television uh, era is uh, like it, it's. I don't want to say it's like ending because people love saying this about TV. Um, like I love this volume of, of of TV studies. It's called um, I think it's called the. Uh, the end of television. And this was written in uh, like, t- it was put out in 2000 or 2002 right. or something like that. <laughs> and it, it was, uh, but it's really about like a certain kind of, of TV that was right. ending. And th- this was of course written though, before streaming became a thing. So anyway, people love declaring something on TV is ending. That's like one of these stories that it, even in popular uh, presses, like it, it's, it's a, it's an easy story to tell or in, and, uh, not always. And, and I don't know, sometimes a good one. Um, so I don't want to say we're at the end of appointment, uh, viewing. I definitely don't want to say that it's certainly waning, but the thing that really is on the, the way out, um, is a show like succession that has real episodes. And I mean that as like, they're like, you can just go through and Todd and I will do this, uh, throughout the, 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 this, this podcast episode where when you watch the show, you can just remember what happened. 
in something. In a specific like you can just, episode. In a specific, a specific episode. You can just right. say that to someone. Do you remember when the, the the episode where this happened? Like or 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 the one where blank, you know, or remember when blank. And you can put yourself there. A lot of shows, I really like the show Yellow Jackets. It doesn't do episodes, it's chapters. And it's very hard to remember for me, and I I know I'm not alone in this. It's really hard for me to remember what happened in in this specific episode because it's uh, the what streaming introduced is more r- really novelistic storytelling in the way that like you tend not to remember your favorite chapter of your favorite book. You don't don't really remember it that way, but right. it's it's in it's in moments or lines and things like that. And that's more TV is being produced that way. So Succession is also um, in that uh, formal way is uh, significant, um, and that's going to be part of our, our driving thing. And the other thing related to the episode that we put out yesterday on the bottle episode. Uh, this show does not do bottle episodes, but it does constraint all the time. And that is like the, uh, the chief mover of how the, the, the story is told in, in, right. in office rooms, in hallways, in bathrooms, on private jets. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it very little of the show unfolds in public spaces or even with a lot of people in the room or even in shots where you see everyone in the room at the exact same time. So it's very contained. And the part of that is in this series, um, no one is public and vulnerable, but everyone is private and secretive. So right. I think, yeah, it's absolutely yeah. true. I think. And I, I would also say that the companion series to me is Breaking Bad, even though they seem totally mm. different because he has to ostensibly in his own mind cook meth because he doesn't have enough money. And yeah. if any of these characters got stricken with cancer, they would just be like, okay, I'll just pay whatever it takes to get the yeah, best right. treatment. Right. So right, that's totally right. different. But I think the, the, the critique of the family is really, mm. and the, and the ideology of the family is very similar. But the one thing I would say is even though there are certain episodes of Breaking Bad where you can say, oh, I even know the episode name, like Ozymandias mm. or whatever. Ironically, yeah. that word is used in this, in, uh, <laughs> in, uh, in succession as well. But, uh, which is a Shelley poem, I believe. Is yes. that correct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's um, right. uh, uh, but I think what's interesting is Breaking Bad, other than a couple of bottle episodes and other than Ozymandias and a couple of things. Five Days and Out and Fly. Five Days Out, right. And, and yeah. the final episode, I forget the name. Uh, you, you really, do, you, what's the name? The final episode is Felina, right? It's an anagram. Fel- for, right, right. Okay. But finale, you don't, yeah. you don't really remember the specific episode, right? Like a lot. Yeah. And, and part of the reason is so much happens. Like a lot of yeah. things. I remember thinking like, oh, this is where Skylar gets a job elsewhere and then cheats. And, and then that all happens within like two, three episodes. And it's like mm, time mm. is really moving quickly in Breaking Bad. And I think this is typical of most series, but Succession, especially the last yes. the last season, is this incredible slowing down of, of temporality. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. part of what you're talking about, this episodic nature of it. Like you just get like each it's almost like in the last season, this is not just almost true. It is true that each episode is a day. And I think that yeah. that's, that's a part of the way in which it's, of course it's serial. I mean, there wouldn't mm-hmm. be an mm-hmm. end if it wasn't serial, but it's also very episodic in a way that most serial things like breaking bad are not. Yes. And it's because the, the, the real standalone 
episode show. You're talking either an anthology series like Twilight Zone, which uh, there aren't that many of those series, but you know something like Black Mirror, you know, is is that more more recently? Right. Or right. you're talking about a show that's like uh, Star Trek, where of course, like the um, it's like the characters are like the, the, really the characters are serial, but in terms of uh, story, well, in a sense, but they don't really develop. Right. Yeah. Like I, I yeah. think you can watch I'm just gonna pick a banal example. But Go ahead. You yeah, can yeah. watch Hogan's Heroes and Hogan yeah. acts yes. the same in the first season as he acts in the last season. Right. And so right. does Colonel right. Clink and Sergeant Schultz knows nothing in the first season <laughs> and he still knows nothing in the in the in sixth the or fifth, fifth yeah. I can't remember how many seasons it is. Um so the, I think that that's important, right? Like there's not this yeah. serial development. Star Trek's a little maybe that like Spock and McCoy, maybe their relationship develops. Kirk like it yeah. becomes a moment when Spock is able to call Kirk Jim for the first time instead yeah, of Captain. Right, so right, right. and and that is right. a little tied to development and temporality, but basically yeah. isn't it true that the episodic show you the characters remain constant like all in the family right like those characters yeah. aren't developing carol o'connor doesn't have any archie bunker doesn't develop in the course of all in the family no he doesn't but i will i want to say also i think this is a this is a key thing so um that doesn't make him i think people do this like th- this thing where i mean this comes from ian e. forrester the difference between a flat and uh round characters right, or, right, or, right, or it's right. easy i think it's easier to think of it as flat and dynamic um Flat doesn't mean uninteresting because in uh, in uh, Arthur Conan Doyle, uh, his writing, like uh, Holmes is a flat character. Very like, much so. Right. You know, and um, and I think I, I think I would say, I mean, this is going to get a little bit uh, farther afield. I, I think that one of the things that is so interesting about the uh, the the characters in succession is I, I think you think they're dynamic and round characters, but they are and flat, flat characters. Yeah. yeah and so, yeah, yeah this you is know, aspects and, of the novel is the, is the book that that's, you're referring that's to by Ian. That Porsche. is correct. Yeah. 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 And it, and it's, it's pretty fascinating. I, I, I do want to go back to the, the temporality piece because your time in, in fiction. And again, this to make a more like a, a, a global point um, about things. And it's not just about succession and not just about television. Um, it, it's, I, I said this at the beginning of the, the previous episode, you have four, uh, you have four elements of the novel, or, you know, you, or your four aspects of the novel. You have four aspects of narrative. Uh, uh, if you want to, I, I, again, I don't know what the precise word is, but like time, space, character, and event. They're just, they're always at work. You can always um, isolate them and look at like, what is the, what is impinging on what level? And that is going to be uh, generating what is happening on the show. It's like things don't happen on, obviously things literally happen on a TV show or narrative because someone wrote it, but like they only had the opportunity to do one thing over another because of some consideration of time, space, character, and event. And as Todd was saying about succession is like time unfolds so slowly, which means you don't get a lot of consequence of action. You just can't because of the way that time moves, but you do get this, a lot of play before something happens. You you get a lot of work within it. And it's more important to think about time in narrative as, as not, don't think about it like our own life. Cause I like, like something that, that, that people often do with like movies or, or, or whatever is like, if something, if a character goes from like, I don't know, Los Angeles to Las Vegas or the other way around, it doesn't matter. And they do it in, according to the movie, they do it in a half hour. Someone would say that's impossible. I, how can I, how can I believe that you can't get from there to there in that amount of time? That's, that's not, and that's the wrong way to think about it. 
characters don't have time the way that we have time. Characters, I think Paul Ricoeur says this, and I really like this. Characters have time for something. What do characters have time for? What do they not have time for? That's a that's a a, a more uh, illuminating way to think about time in a, a series, and and I think that's something like Succession. Like, what do these characters have time for? They have all the time in the world to backstab each other. They have right. all the time in the world to fuck up their own plans and the people closest to them. They have all the time in the world for that, but they have very little time to like to come together to to get things right to to put plans in motion to 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 get settled on something to to be stable to be vulnerable that they have no there's there's no time for those things and that thinking about time in that way uh opens up something about this series and i, I think it's and, and does make it different from other shows just like again on the basic levels because time unfolds so slowly but within that what do characters have time for and what do they not have time for? Yeah. And that tell, tells you what's at, what's at stake in the show. I totally, that's a great point. And I think that what they don't, so my claim, I, what I think this show is basically about is about the way in which the ideology of family is requisite seemingly within the capitalist universe. And yet that mm. universe is constantly undermining any possibility of any real familial connection, right? Like it, it seems mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. the, that's one of the main ideas of the, of the show, which makes me think that it's paired a little bit with Breaking Bad since Walter White mm. constantly uses family as his ideological justification. Although yeah. he comes to an insight about it and none of the characters here come to an insight, but about this time thing, I think it's really fascinating that what is Kendall... So Kendall has all the time in the world for all the machinations about trying to take over his father's company. In fact, he tries mm-hmm. it on four occasions. Is that four Did you tell me that? Four yeah. occasions, Yeah, right? I have four occasions. So he has all the time in the world for that. But what we don't see, never see, we see occasional interactions with his children, but... A, a nice, loving moment of a father or <laughs> parent with the children, zero, yeah. never happens. Never A happens. nice, there's one moment where we get a sibling, like, caring, like, moment where they're really, like, opening up to each other. And there's one yes. moment, and then I think what's great about the, the the final episode is that he betrays even that one moment of, of exposing. I mean, what does it mean to open yourself up to someone? It means, yeah. Like, I'm going to show that I'm vulnerable to this person, yes. right? Like I'm going to, I'm going to tell them something that's going to put me in a bad light. And mm-hmm. so that they'll have, they have a kind of a way to, if they wanted to, they could use that to, to harm me in yeah. some way, but leverage, but, uh, leverage, right? If you put it in the yeah. terms of the show, they, yeah. uh, you're giving them leverage, right? Like that's what mm-hmm. it means to be open with another person. And that's why, I think for every character in the show, there, there's no possibility of any kind of openness like that, even mm-hmm. within among family members, because you're giving that family member leverage over you. And it only ha- again, it only happens one time. So I love that idea that there, there's time for certain things, but there's mm-hmm. what the show is showing us is that there's no time for these other things. Even at supposed family events like Thanksgiving, you think, oh, this yeah. is a... F-. For one thing, everyone dreads... I mean, I, I guess we know that. Everybody dreads going to Thanksgiving with their family. But it seems like this Thanksgiving seems especially worse than even anyone that I've yeah. gone to. Oh. I mean, oh, I thought yeah. my family dinners were terrible uh, when I used to have to go to them. <laughs> but but this seems even worse than that. Um, so, yeah. so, like, that, so there's, there's, there's no time for any familial bond, even though the very premise of 
Logan is like, I want to build this company to pass on to my children and their children, right? And mm-hmm. so it's there's this weird disconnect between the ideology that's professed and the actual time that they have to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's yeah, it's it's one of the things that that stokes uh, so much of the. Um, I don't know the under the undergirding drama is is and and like the the moment that you're you're you know you're you're talking about is a is a really great one where um Kendall uh it's it's meant to reference um it's meant to reference uh Ted Kennedy in a right. uh, incident right. uh, referred referred to almost exclusively as where it happened which is a, a Chappaquiddick um where he went off the road uh with his was it. Can you remind me? Was it his? Yeah, it's like, this fiance, woman. Fiance no, time, she wasn't. Or, or she girl, wasn't a girl. No. She was like a girl. He was just with her. Name was, or okay. I think she worked for him. Her name was Mary Jo Kopechnik. Oh uh, yeah, there we and, go. And, and and there's a really good. It's very good, I think. Uh, film about this called Chappaquiddick. Okay. I mean, it's it, it. The problem is that it paints all of the Kennedys in a very very negative light. And and mm. you know, I don't know. I I have a little. I mean, I'm not Oliver Stone, but I do have a little. Uh, good feeling for, especially for Robert Kennedy. Uh, and even for sure. Ted Kennedy, I feel like he did some pretty, I think he, he was, he was a pretty great uh, U.S. legislator. So I, I feel like the, the, the film really has an ax to grind against their whole family for the cover up of the, you know, whatever that, ha- but, but yeah, yeah. So, so what happened, I think it's, you're right. It's an almost exact reference to it because yeah. the, the car goes into the, into the, this is in the season one episode 10 it's yep. at the shiv's wedding uh yep. and the, so ken's driving out to get more drugs with a guy that worked at the wedding but got fired by his father and they go drive off the road to miss an animal and they go into a river uh ken come ked comes up and then ken tries to save i mean which i don't think we know that him. ted kennedy tried to save I, we uh, definitely don't know that. The woman. <laughs> I, think I don't think, I mean, he would yeah. claim that he did, but I don't think we know that at all. But yeah. Ken definitely tries to save him. So yeah. I think he, I mean, if he just reported it to the police, he would get probably uh, cited for drunken driving, maybe yeah. even, I don't know, or intoxicated driving. I don't know, but but he doesn't drink report driving, it. driving, they call it in England. It's very important. What, this happened what do they in, call it? Uh, well, they or, call it drink driving in Britain. Drink driving. Uh, because <laughs> but I don't think he was, eat. I think he was, st- I think he was high or whatever, but whatever they yeah. call it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that, but, but then, the, then he has this moment with Roman and Shiv where he, like he, he, it's interesting. Don't you think Ryan, because he tries to confess to his mother, this, I, this yes. is one of the great oh, yeah, moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she's like, it's late. I've got to go to bed. He's like, she goes, we can talk in the morning. He's like, okay, I really yeah. have to talk to you about this. I have to bear my soul to you. He yeah. wakes up and she's like out of the country, right? Gone. <laughs> like she's just she's absolutely gone. gone. Yeah, it, it's it's really amazing the like uh so just one uh, before we get away from it my 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 uh my my funny title for or or the way that I refer to this uh this moment is because it happened in England I refer to it as Chappaquiddich uh because anyway that's that's how I like to call it. Um but what's more important and again structurally and and I think this uh is something that the show does really well is there are uh th- three weddings in the show and you don't see really a wedding anytime something else is always more important right, right. and it's really clever it's funny, by, there's by, three uh, weddings and a funeral that's so a great almost point gets there this, is... <laughs> almost gets the film <laughs> that's that's a great point that's a really great point the yeah. it's 
but it's really clever because th- for these people who are so private and they become so factional as you know, as the series goes on, what Jesse Armstrong and the other writers in the show, what they do is they use the wedding as a place to like, it brings people together who otherwise wouldn't want to be seen in the same room. Like at that, that wedding is the second time that Kendall plans a coup, uh, is trying to plan a coup. And then it gets blown up because of the Chappaquiddish incident. And, um, but also at that wedding at that time is Logan. And then the, uh, Senator, uh, who um, Shiv is working for uh, Gil and they hate each other ideologically opposed and like they're like at each other's throats, but it's Siobhan's wedding. So they're both at the same place. So it's, it, uh, it, it, it's, and then the, um, when their mother gets remarried, uh, Logan uses that as an opportunity to change the will, thus cutting, uh, you know, it, uh, a means of um, limiting what Logan can do with the company. Like he cuts that out, uh, from, from them completely. It's, uh, and then at Connor's wedding, that's when Logan he dies, dies yeah. you know, like not at the wedding, he's in a plane, but that's, you know, the episode's he called gone Connor's to his wedding. Son's wedding. That's the, he should have gone to his son's <laughs> wedding and then he might've lived. But yeah. again, it comes back to everyone that said he thing. should have worn compression socks that that was the real lesson of that, but, but he should have gone to his son's yeah, wedding. Go to your son's then, wedding. Go to your son's yeah. wedding. It's, yeah. it's, um, and ju- just really briefly on this, like the only show that I can think of that, like there's a lot of stuff like this where there's something really big. Most other TV shows would have the wedding be the center of a wedding episode rather than something that happens only right. because a wedding can occur. And the show that did this the most frequently and the best is uh, Gilmore Girls is there were always like people were in car accidents or there would be weddings or, or a renewal of vows or like some uh, or a big breakup or something. And you never saw that. You never saw that moment. That was not, never part of the show. Instead, it was the consequences of that. It was the 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 lead up, and then whatever the the consequences were. And uh, Succession does that as as well. So it, it it it, and that's another way that it, you know, it plays. I think it 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 is elastic with the with the yeah. short amount of time because yeah. when you you know you don't get. Shiv and, and Tom don't exchange vows, but you do have the thing afterwards where, uh, you know, like the best man speech, like that, that whole setup, it is very reminiscent. Like the, even, uh, even in an iconographic way, it is very reminiscent of the setup of the first wedding and four weddings and a funeral with the, the long table on the one side, yeah. uh, like, you know, kind yeah. of tented and, you know, uh, and I just want to say just really quickly about, um, you know, uh, Jesse Armstrong, we're, we're always, um, we're always big on uh, people who can be uh, productive in multiple genres, which is why we like Howard Hawk so much. Um, Jesse Armstrong's uh, involvement uh, in uh, two great uh, British comedies. uh, He with, uh, I think it's Armando um, Iannucci. He is the creator, but he worked on um, the thick of it. And then Jesse Armstrong and David Mitchell and uh, Robert Webb uh, do the, the series called peep show are just phenomenal comedies. And like the, 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 it's, it's really interesting what he does and what he kind of took from both series to put into this show. Like a lot of succession is shot like a mockumentary, like the thick of it uh, with the, you know, with the zoom in from the digital camera right, on, on, right. on people's faces and handheld um, and, all the time and the hand, a lot of handheld uh, camera yeah. work. Um, there's also a lot of like, there, there's like literally joke, like I'll, I'll just do a couple of these, but there are so many, like there are actually like jokes and, and setups and situations that are, that are quite literally translated from the, 
comic world of those shows or the more comic world of those shows into this world. Like, um, the, uh, for example, uh, Gil, the Senator in, um, in, uh, the, in the, I think it's the Siobhan's wedding episode played by Eric uh, Bogosian, by the way, who's a comedian, very well-known comedian. Okay, so that's why he delivers this line so well. Okay, yeah, which we is go. he's we he's trying to get he's trying to get leverage. He doesn't have it. He needs Siobhan to give him something on her dad, and he says he's at a knife fight holding a dildo made of American cheese. In the first episode of the thick of it, Malcolm Tucker, the great Peter Capaldi character, is on the phone with someone, and this is your introduction to him as a character. And he says uh, he's trying to fuck them with a marzipan dildo. And so quite literally, like we wouldn't, we don't say marzipan so much in the States. So that like that joke is quite, yeah, I don't think I've ever like, said it. Yeah. yeah. We, we quite literally translate that into like um, into American. Uh, that would be one instance. And then I'll just do another one. This is from peep show. There's an episode where Jeremy is uh, drunk and he's watching jaws and he tells uh, Mark, that he's watching Jaws the shark. And Mark is like, this shark isn't named Jaws. This <laughs> film is named Jaws. And he says, well, what else would the shark be called? It's a, anyway. And then the, one of the great lines from Greg describing Logan on the floor of uh, the news network in the series is it's like Jaws, but if everyone in Jaws worked for Jaws. So the only way that makes sense is if Greg also thinks the name of the shark is is Jaws. Jaws. So, so we have this, like this kind of interplay between these comic worlds put into this like high tense, high drama of, uh, of, uh, of succession. And there I've called it drama and not tragedy. I don't know if that's what you want to talk about now. Yeah. I mean, we can talk about it. And I think that I I do want to just say one last thing about this point that you're raising, which I think is really good. I think that the characters it's similar to what you're saying, like the way that everything is indirectly done, because I think everything mm. that they try to directly accomplish, they, f- yeah. they end up doing <laughs> something else, right? Like they, yeah. And, yeah. and it's because it's, it's not because they're stupid and it's not because whatever the, something about the nature of the world uh, gets in the way of it. It's because they're, the, the show is about the disjunction between what they consciously will and their unconscious desire. I think that seems to yeah. me really yes. evident. And so they're, they're, they're constantly doing this thing that they, that, that undermines what they consciously will because it fits in with what they unconsciously desire. And I think that's a really, that distinction seems really important to the show. And I think it's tied to what you're saying, like the way in which you, only a comp you only everything is done through indirection and that that's yeah. the indirection of desire i i, I just would say so yeah. i think that's that seems to be really really important to the way the show no, that's, operates that's really good um to, just to, to talk about that a little bit more i mean yeah you're you're i i like when that happens you know this is one of the things we talked about with the with the film noir is that right. it is doing right. It's doing uh, formally what it's like literally doing, like the, the like noirs being written under the Hollywood production code. There were, um, you know, thing like conduct and language and situations that had to be hinted at or or, or discussed only in in uh, indirection. This is where you know from noirs you get so many of the famous, um, you know, iconographic. Um, elisions for sex happening right like the, right. like uh right. in in um out of the past the uh, the the two uh, robert mitchum and uh it's jane greer right jane greer is, yeah 
they're they're about to have sex those two characters for the first time but he throws a towel over a, a lamp and then the the light goes out and the door blows open blows and open rainstorm <laughs> outside like it's just like in fact if you like really think of the images there it's like much like dirtier than if they just showed them like it, right. in the way that movies do having sex like a little bit um right. so that kind of that kind of indirection it, again the, the 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 movie is doing what it is also formally doing is trying to get a, get around censors. So, and that leads to, you know, uh, something that becomes uh, a narrative form of the show itself. And so in this translating, I also think there's a little bit of like translating um, British, like, like Royal family drama into an American right. corporation right. for sure. Like in the, sure. in this act of, of, uh, of, of translating, like we, because it's, it's indirect. It's not a direct kind of thing. You, you also get at the indirection that is like quite literally in, in the show itself. So the, the, the writers are, are doing this like Jesse Armstrong is adapting these things that he's done elsewhere in comedy. And he's giving it this, like this indirect comic bent because these, these characters are, I, I, I think, I mean, uh, Tom and Greg are often funny. They're funny, but I don't think they ever try to be funny. They don't ever try to be funny. Yeah. Well, right. like, I mean, the, some of the best moments are like when, when they're trying to come up with at that conference, Tom has to give that presentation on that after the scandal on the cruise ship where right. like an a absolutely abominable scandal that broke about for years, paying off people like getting NDAs out for like deaths on cruises and rapes and like, all, like all kinds of other stuff that Tom has to give this talk at a conference about how they're listening to criticism and he gives this talk. He's going to give this talk titled "We're We're Listening to You," or, or "We're Listening." And then Greg comes to him to say, "Like, hey, so legal is uncomfortable about that because it turns out with the TV set top boxes that we put out, uh, we are actually <laughs> listening to people in their homes. But it's okay because it's a gray area <laughs> and it's right, improving right. the user experience." And then Tom is like, "Oh, so we are actually listening?" It's like, "Yeah, we, we are, but you know, it's it's okay because it's a gray area." And then they decide to retitle it. Uh, we here for you. Yeah. Which doesn't yeah. really make any sense. Like, so that, you know, and they talk each other, they, they, they talk each other into it, it being the, the, you know, really a sense making thing. So yeah, you're right. The, the, a lot of the, yeah. the comedy is also, uh, this, in this indirection. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty great. So anyway, yeah. so I think that the, to, to, to move to the tragedy thing, I mean, I yeah, think from the that comic the, to the tragedy from the comic to the tragic, right? Like I think that, that the tragedy requires, some character aiming at something transcendent, right? Like there has to be either yeah. their, their, their values are transcendent or they're, they, they're trying to accomplish something that's transcendent. Like, a, like, mm -hmm. let's just take Othello just to, to take a banal, great, <laughs> banal and great <laughs> example at the same time. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he has a certain idea of love. That's not just like, the way that love is in succession, right? Like love is mm -hmm, not just, mm -hmm. it's not transactional. It's not, it's above that. And that, and, and, and it also, he's, it leads him. He has so much invested in it that he, mm -hmm. he, at any moment, he, he could feel it being betrayed for things that aren't yeah. even betrayals. Right. And so I think that that's the, that's what's missing in succession, right? Like there's no one. Yeah. And that's why I think pathos is a good, I mean, the term so there's this term if if pathos is funny, it the mm. term is bathos, 
And and right. and I think that 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 Greg and Tom are often bathetic, right? Like they're not mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. they don't even rise to the dignity of pathos. Uh, <laughs> but I think most I think the three four siblings, three or four, mm-hmm. however you count, uh, mm-hmm. are. I mean, Connor is more. Connor bathos. has never really counted. So if we right, did the same right. thing, so it's we it's, would it's yeah. almost yeah. right not to count him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think the three siblings, they're they never they they don't have any sense. At times, you think. Oh, they've articulated some kind of value that goes beyond just the transactional or the mm-hmm. the useful or the what can be exchanged, right? And what can be got through exchange. But then it turns out that's not true. It turns mm-hmm. out it's not true. It turns out there's no value that actually counts for them more than what can be gotten or acquired through exchange. So I think that that I think that's mm-hmm. that's why I think there's a absolute non-tragic quality to everything that happens like there's no i mean clearly yeah. they they have a bad ending and the ending yeah. is that they undergo is they suffer from it i mean no one right. none of them die i mean logan dies but none of them die uh yeah. but they're 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 there's they're it's just a pathetic ending they're just they they have no mm-hmm. real ability to transcend their situation they're they're stuck that's what i would say about them yeah. And I think this is pathos. Like you're stuck in your situation. Like subjectivity is mm-hmm. the ability to transcend your situation, right? Like you're mm-hmm. not you're not just a just a pure victim of what was given to you in your situation and they are just are. Mm-hmm. They just are. They're just ma- they were just made they're like putty in the hands of their situation. That's what I was Yeah. Saying. That's pretty good. I mean, we talked about that in the in the bottle episode. Like that like that's what you always get in the bottle episode is you get that that transcendence. You get that that this impossible exactly. happening exactly. that c- could not have otherwise occurred. Um, and I think... Right. When does the impossible it, ever happen for any of the three kids? It, it, it doesn't. never does. No, I, yeah. I, Todd, the impossible... I was thinking about this. The impossible doesn't exist on this show. The unplanned exist, but not the impossible. Like, right. like lots of right. unplanned things or perhaps even unlikely things happen, but there's not this... The, there's not this... Uh, uh, you know, this impossibility of like just to to go from, I don't know, things that we were, were talked about in the previous episode, like um, like Kirk, Kirk being brought back from interface, right, from being stuck between like space and time right. uh, and o- that only being possible because of this uh, theretofore impossible reconciliation between uh, McCoy's Kirk and, and Spock. yeah. Spock's like McCoy like and Spock, values. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like like that. So, and, and I mean, and, you know, I talked a lot about the, you know, in community, it's like in community, it's really great in cooperative calligraphy, the, the episode that like names calls itself a bottle episode. Like, uh, you know, in the beginning, Abed says, uh, he hates, he hates bottle episodes. Uh, they're wall to wall facial expressions and emotional nuance. I might as well sit in the corner with a bucket on my head. And then at the end, you know, he, He's when the dean, because they've torn up the study room, asked what they did. He said something you and your puppies, because they were at a puppy parade they all wanted to go to, something you and your puppies could only dream of, you non-miraculous son of a bitch. Meaning like this thing, this miraculous thing that happened in the study room is that they had to accept this impossibility that none of them in the group stole Annie's pen. And I'm referencing this because in this way that, because we talked about it in the previous episode and my, my, you know, uh, essays about it, um, Annie loses a pen and it seems like someone should have taken it, but they have to accept this, that none of them did it. That like after what they go through to figure out who took it, it's actually more the impossible. Like this is literally the line in the show. Impossible is more likely than that. Someone took the pen, right. which is incredibly like, and you know, nothing like that happens 
on the show because like what what is the what does the impossible require? I mean, it requires collectivity. Like it requires coming together. And like even you can see it's really starkly in the coup attempts. In the first one, Kendall tries to rally dissident board members who may be suspicious or wary of a worn down Logan. And he so he collaborates with Stewie and and Jerry and uh and uh Sandy, these these other people to to uh, en- engineer a uh, initially like a, like a board takeover, but all that he's done was aggregate self-interested individuals. That's not a collectivity. And what happens is that they don't all stand up for him. Stewie votes against him. Jerry votes against him. And Roman does as well because he, I mean, his father kind of forces him to. And then anyway, and then the second a coup attempt is scuttled because of the Chappaquidditch thing that we already talked about. Right. And there, there's no, so they're like, for for something like as you're saying like like some, for for the transcendent you do need other people like cuz you need something that's bigger than you to happen and you can't just do that by yourself and mm-hmm. and it's just, that's just like it's not possible in the show and and I think this is I would argue this is to the show's credit the show is aware of this it never even tries to do it it shows how this is structurally cut out that like the kind of the kind of isolation that it offers is is one that just gets to the point of transcendence. Like the closest you get is when Kendall admits that he he killed that kid. Right. You know, he didn't save him. He didn't. And then what does he do in the final episode? He takes it back. The right. one moment. I know. Yeah, the that's interesting. Moment. I'm going to talk about that in a second. Because, but I think yeah. there also we get this sense that there might be some transcendence in Shiv that she might at the beginning. Yeah. Because yeah. she's clearly she's working for a. Not just a Democratic candidate, but what seems like a Bernie Sanders Bernie equivalent Sanders. candidate, right? Totally, so I totally, think that there's totally, yeah. there's some sense that she's. I mean, could you imagine if if like Lachlan Murdoch worked for Bernie Sanders? It would be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. you would say like that person really transcended the givens of their situation, right? And right, and right. and I think, but then it quickly becomes evident that she doesn't. She's not really invested in that cause it was just this Oedipal rebellion that she was engaged yeah. in against her father and she's actually equally invested in the success of the company and the and the accoutrements that accompany that success right so she's not right, right. she's not she, there's no genuine commitment to mm-hmm. to to mm-hmm. a socialist cause clearly so i think that that no. i think she's also a character who you see this possibility of well that would be the way in which transcendence would have worked and mm-hmm. instead we get this other thing. And I think with Roman, actually, they're, they're, he's maybe the most pathetic, but aren't there moments where with Jerry, and it, it manifests itself in the worst way in this sexual yeah. assault that he, or sexual harassment, I guess you would call it, like mm-hmm. on when he sends these sex, these sexts Jerry. Uh, yeah. And and I think what's, you know, there, and he, there, but but what's what's that? What that's covering up is his sense of like, oh, here's a person I might have a real bond mm. with. Yes. And yet I can't, I can't do anything. I can only turn it into this perverse activity, right? I can't right. really make it yeah. into a bond. So I think that that's, I think we see it in each of them, this mm-hmm. moment of a possibility for that. And then they, it just quickly is obliterated. Why? Because I think that isn't the show saying like, and this is, a, I think what you're talking about like the more you're invested in capitalist accumulation you're not capable mm. of any kind of moment of transcendence so that's the i think that's the that's what yeah. it's really getting at 
Yeah, that is the yeah. So that's um, it's it's really good to like the um. There's there's more to say about this about the the show and the um and the political, you know uh, the show and the political um is the the final episode I think gives you like the the take that like even though it, as the show has established in the last season there is an election that is very much in the balance and it is of no concern to anybody in the final although episode. although episode eight Except of Connor. season four was totally devoted to that. Right. So yes. how do you yes. how do you square that? Because I think you're right. But how do you square that? Yeah, I think it would be wrong to call it. Uh, it would be wrong to call it a red herring or I, I think. Uh, but I think it's closer. It's not. It doesn't function like MacGuffin because, you know, you're I, I don't I don't know that I don't I don't even know that you can have a mcguffin at the season at episode uh eight of season four of a show that's right, ending in two right, episodes you know right, like that that's that's really yeah, that hard to could. yeah yeah um because it's supposed to be this initial thing the mcguffin as a device as a device is initial thing that you become invested in and then like the the money in psycho you become invested in janet lee and the money that she has that she steals from the place that she works and then oh what happens Oh, she gets killed, and also the money. Nobody even knows about it. It's gone. It's just thrown into like, the swamp, right? Yeah, it it's thrown matter. into the swamp. It's the yeah. rock. It's the boosters on the on the space shuttle that get it out of the atmosphere. That's what the right. MacGuffin structurally does um, for for a narrative trajectory. Um, so, but I think it is. I think it, it underscores a couple things we're talking about. That like after that episode, you and I were talking about this, and I think you and I were both a little bit worried that from that episode where the news organization calls the presidency for the, uh, you know, the regressive uh, fascist uh, candidate um, makes everyone in the show and the news, it makes them too important. And, and I, I think you and I were both a little bit worried about that. And it was why I was thinking like, I mean, like this is a lot for them to try to, resolve resolve in the right. final in the final episode like they're gonna have to show like what's going on with the co- what's going on politically what you know what how they're because their company is in bed with the uh you know Mencken the candidate like so what are they gonna and it's just in the end it's not of concern and I think well there's that, one line about it only right that's there's one line to Connor it totally doesn't tell, really tell us anything it doesn't, it does, I think it does, given what happens to other characters about how they undermine themselves and they, they, uh, they don't get, they, they are just not going to end up, uh, in the positions that they want to be in. Like Willa desperately wants to not be with Connor all the time and, and Connor wants to be taken seriously as a political figure. So right. it seems pretty clear. It's the, it's the little slip that he says, he says, he means to say when Mencken is elected, but at first he says if, and then he overcorrects to say more heavily when, when in the previous episode that it wasn't a question, and now it's a question. And so and I there's think, also some business that doesn't Shiv say something about Wisconsin, like a. That's what she says. It's, yeah, they're going to possibly redo the re, right, recount right. or re, the election or whatever. But I just think it like again because it's not a it, it is in no way a big deal. I don't think it's because it's settled that Mencken is president. I think it's because it really doesn't matter who's president to these people because the, 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 it's just a different, it's just a different relation to capital. Like that's, that's, and that they're going to have to take up, uh, vis-a-vis, uh, the president. And so why, why make the, the election night? Why make the, them so important? I think it gets at this, you know, we're, 
40 something minutes into this conversation. I think we, we kind of get at the heart of it is, uh, you think they're super important. Like, I think that is just this inflation of phallic authority that everybody invests in on the show, but which is not actual. Like, right. because of course it's not like, like right. the, the, the show is a, is a really, I think it's an, an, an excellent, it's, uh, we can come back to the tragedy question, but like, it's a much better, uh, it's a much better narrative about castration than it is about tragedy. Like that, that's, I think what I would say, like, like, like everyone, like, like Roman seems the closest Roman, like it's not named or, or whatever, but he cannot have sex with, with someone. Cause right. he can't, right. I, I just think it's, it's cause he can't be vulnerable to another person. So he, right. Overperforms. I, right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. He overperforms. Or, or, what about this idea that he would have to give up talking about sex so much if he had it, ah, and he doesn't point. want to sacrifice that? That's a great point. I, I love that. <laughs> that would be I, my idea. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. he—it's a he great was, obsessional tactic. Yeah, like talk yeah, about sex all the time and not. That's why I don't remember. Yeah. You know this like feminist idea, like that. You know, you the guy whistles and, they, and you say like, no, no. If you if you keep doing that, you're going to have to come over here and do something about it. Right? Oh like yeah, the, right, right. Like right. the all the the whole misogynist gesture is about never actually. Oh, I mean, obviously, rape is part of the misogyny, so it's not totally yeah. that. But but like to actually like have sex with a woman is is the is the thing that the misogynist fears and i think that's why yeah. roman is a yeah. perfect example of misogyny right like he and yeah. so yeah. i don't but you're right like he he's such a figure of castration uh mm-hmm. every kendall utter figure of castration shiv yeah. figure of castration uh mm-hmm. what's interesting and i think you use this 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 illusion what'd you say this illusion of phallic potency that's yeah that's Logan, right? Like the yeah. Logan Loa, Logan the King, Logan the, the <laughs> yeah. Roy is the term for the Latin term, French term for king. So I think that that is, which is of course the King Lear illusion mm. that's being made in the whole series. Uh, but but I think that 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 he, and I think that's why it's really important that the first episode starts with him having health difficulties, right? Like they're not, we don't ever see Logan at the top of the empire in perfect health, right? Because even this figure of idealized, ideal non-castration is himself shown from the beginning as a figure of castration. Although there is this sense that like, and and he wants to perpetuate this, Mm -hmm. that he's like the father of the primitive horde, right? Like he has all the women for himself. And so Roman can't have any like he has we see four of the women that he's had we don't see connor's mother ever i think right like she's i don't know he there are there are those conversations that he had her like committed committed right yeah to a mental institution and that was probably not the thing that it was it was not medically necessary. I'll put right, it that right, way, right, right. I think the right, show is right. really clear about that. Yeah, right. But then we yeah. see at 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 the at his funeral, we see four of his two mistresses and two wives coming together. Yes. Right. So there is this sense of he. She was my Carrie. Right. That's right. What right, right, right. That's yeah. the yeah, line. That's right. what Caroline says to Marcia. And then and Car- and Marcia puts her hand on Carrie and kind of yeah. Uh, you know, bonds with her in some perverse way. But I think that that's, that, that seems to me to Logan trying to perpetuate this image of himself yes. as a figure of non-castration. But I yeah. think w- one of the things that's really evident about the show is that capitalism is, is caught between 
perpetuating this ideal of non-castration that you always feel like you have to attain. And then yet mm-hmm. doing the structure of the socioeconomic system is such that you are experiencing your castration all the time. So there's nothing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's nothing you can ever do that makes you overcome your sense of castration. And yet you're, you're bombarded by this ideal of non-castration to try to live up to. And I think you're right when you say, look, in the end, this is just a show of castration. And like the the final mm-hmm. tomb that he has is this. Okay, look, now I've really overcome my castration and death because I, I'm I'm housed in this ridiculous, huge uh, mausoleum. Right? A mausoleum that he he got from a petfood.com right millionaire. Right. Remember, right. so like it's not right. like he had it built. Like he it was opportunistic. Uh, right th- 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 about uh, about how he got it. Um and. No, it's, it's interesting. I mean, so that would be like, like you, you, you asked a great question. Like the, like it seemed like the, the political thing was so important. And then why did it drop away? It's in, it's, I think the answer is twofold. The first one is that like these, these people, they don't exist outside of politics cause you, you can't, but they do very much exist outside of electoral politics. Yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. that does not yeah, for hinder sure. Anything sure. that, they, that they're going to do. And I think that that little trajectory from episode from the end of episode eight to the end of episode 10, I think that makes that very clear. But the I think more like thematically and uh, for what does that the, bother the show you, is doing, by the way, does that bother me? Yeah, because I, I know we used to have this thing like you against Badu, like Badu hates electoral politics and you're like, everybody needs to vote. Does that? Oh, oh. <laughs> no, no, no. I no, my, I didn't say it. I don't think I would have phrased it that way. I, I, I just, I think I've said on a previous previous podcast. Like there is a, there's a two, there's a two step thing. There's a like you, uh, th- th- of not voting. There's no such thing, is it? Like you're either oh, you either okay, vote, okay. You you either vote by voting or by not voting. You're uh. You 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 are doubling the vote of someone who doesn't give a fuck about you. So that's like right. a, that's kind of how I think okay, about it. Good. Yeah, but, good. but 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 the the other thing is that like it is absolutely not the case. Like like I would I don't want to make the like I'm not trying to make the liberal argument. I think people do, which is like like uh, all manner of uh, positions are available to even be voted on. Like I do think that the the issue is like what makes it to the ballot. That's the like, right right. That's right. the that's the key right. key thing. But right. it's it's a um. So that doesn't bother I, I, you in this show. That no, because question. it's a, yeah. no, because that issue is a, like we said it a couple of times, re, that, like that issue is a wicked problem. Like you can't, like you, you know, you, I don't think that you can separate yourself um, from electoral politics and then sincerely like be an activist for the, like a change in that. Like, I, I think that like you, like you you have to do the two things like it has to yeah, be yeah, yeah. yeah sure. so that that's that's kind of my that's sort yeah. of my take on it which is why that like which is why it's really nice that like nice is the wrong word but it's like shiv's position on the show like um clearly is like um i don't know it's a bit of is a i think it's a honey trap for like presumably liberal viewers is yeah. supposed to think that she's representing your interests on the show right. with all these like you know, right. misogynistic, you know, and, and fascistic, uh, uh, men. And, but it's not that she's, it's not that she's secretly also fascistic or, or, or is herself a misogynist or she's internalized misogyny. She doesn't like, care. She doesn't care because that's like, you have to, because the, the, cause rich is an identity category like like wealthy like in especially the kind that they are is yeah. exists out well outside of 
what electoral politics can do. Like Tom lied under oath. Greg, right. like, you know, in, in front of Congress, like nothing's going to happen to them. No, like th- no. that's, that's not, that's, that, it's just, that's, we all know that, that there, there are two separate rules, right. For, uh, doesn't, doesn't Hans Gruber put it, put it really in a sense really well, right. You still, you steal a hundred dollars. You, you know, you can get away with it. You steal a hundred million. They will find you unless they think you're already dead. Like there is the, but see, he kind of, <laughs> kind of has, it. no, the, I don't uh, think he way. has it right. No, he doesn't. That's what I'm saying. Like he gives the structure, but he has it the other way around. Is that like you steal a hundred dollars, you get caught. You steal a hundred million, like I think you're a capitalist, right? right. You, you, right. you, you that's right. that's kind of that's the right. that's the thing. And I I to me that's what uh you know yeah it, 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 the the show is going. So that's the so that's on the one side is 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 in that trajectory. Is the show is like clearly displaying that these people are outside. It just doesn't the, matter. Like, like electoral politics it just, to them, it just it doesn't matter to them. And the second thing is that, and the, as we were kind of just talking about the uh, this investment in their own like myth making about how you know, like uh, uh, Kendall says it um, uh, twice that like how like markets and the and the direction of six continents depends on his father's health you know like like that like right. that's what they invest in in the empire and so that's the night for them to feed into that myth but you know and i think it would be it would be too much direction like you know again we're emphasizing this indirection thing about succession and like one of the motors of it it would be too much direction for that for there to be a tv on somewhere and you find out that like actually menken didn't win it was you know him and right. and right. It, like like because then that would directly show you that they don't have as much influence and control as they think they do that it, it would explode that so you can't they can't have it because they have to be invested in that thing or distracted to the point that like they don't care about it, which is probably what's going on in this particular episode or in the finale. Right. Right. I think that's right. And I think that the, 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 the indirection and the absence, right. Right. The the weight of what's absent is a real Mm -hmm. part of the, like, I think that, that wealth and the psyche associated with the great wealth depends mm. upon an ideology of, okay, what really counts is what's present. And I think mm. that that's why the show is really working against that, right? Like it's, 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 it's wanting us to show like, look, having all that doesn't give you anything, right? Like, mm. like it's only in, because the, like the moment of a bond with someone is when you're able to bond through what you're missing, right? Like not mm. through what you yeah. have yourself or even what you have together. Like, I think that's really, I think that's what the show is showing them as incapable of. And that's why, look, to me, one of, I think this thing about castration is really the crucial part of the show. I think the undermining of the ideology of the family is also really crucial. But I think in the end, one of the things that makes it a watchable show for me is that it really is fighting against you, so there are these films that have come out, uh, Triangle of Sadness, The Menu, I think to some extent, although I like it, where you, they're critic, they're criticisms of the really wealthy. But at the same time, there's a way in which you're able to enjoy that wealth through the criticism. Yeah. And I think Succession is really trying not to 
do that. Like you, mm. it, it would be very hard to, I think, I mean, maybe it's, maybe, maybe I'm wrong about this and maybe there are people that watch it and they're like, wow, I wish I could be uh, Kendall or, or, or Roman or Shiv, but I don't think so. I think that it really is pushing to make us feel like, wow, that's just an unenviable position altogether. Mm. Right. Like, yeah. I think there's nothing like, because you see the psychic cost of wealth. Look, obviously yeah. everybody knows extreme poverty has a psychic cost. That's, that's, mm-hmm. this is banally evidently true, but I think mm-hmm. we don't think enough that wealth has a psychic cost as well. And that's expressed by Roman at the end when he, 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 cause he's the closest to, if, if I was going to make an argument, which I, I, I'm convinced by the pathetic, uh, You're, he would be the closest to being a tragic he, figure. He would be the closest to being yeah. a tragic figure because yeah. he, the, the thing that is often like, the, the thing that is often, or no, sorry, the thing that is always in tragedy that is not often in things w- which people refer to as tragedies is where the uh, central figure realizes that everything bad that happened to them is their fault. Right. And that that's, and that's called uh, anagnoresis, which is this like this, this recognition. You could even call it tragic recognition. If you, you know, depending on the sentence, you don't want to use the word tragic too much to define tragedy, but like it is this, this recognition that like you are at the center of everything that has gone, like you were blaming other people uh, perhaps, or, you know, in, in, in trying to, in trying to solve the situation that was in your mind outside of your control, like you made all the awful things happen like you know you know Macbeth is a pretty I mean Macbeth is even uh isn't there a line in like one of the recent episodes like Lady Macbeth 2 is something that uh Shiv says she's yeah. oh yeah it looks it, it looks like Lady Macbeth part two she didn't want that to yeah. uh that to come off that way so like you know Macbeth Macbeth kills uh the kills Duncan and like the this 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 idea this thing called like the doctrine of correspondences this idea of like earth like things being on earth as being a reflection of they are on, on, on heaven yep. is completely thrown out of whack because what you don't do is commit regicide because that means in a world that imagines Kings divinely elected, that means you know better than God. And so you have right. completely like cut yes. the, uh, the, the tie between the earthly realm and the heavenly realm. Right. And care uh, when, especially in Shakespeare, every, tragic figure like they wreck they have that moment where they uh they what is it the taylor swift line hi it's me i'm the problem like they all have that i mean it's more it's like it's you know it's obviously it's bigger yeah. than that i'm like i'm underplaying it but like i like to like taylor swift a lot but like uh the but the that that is like that's always there like like um and roman be, when he just says like we're bullshit we're nothing like that's the it's kind of the closest anyone gets to like to to, to really seeing themselves as other or in to put it in Hegelian terms, right? To see subject as object, object as subject. And another character has a very clear moment when Tom puts the the tag on Greg <laughs> at the kind of conclusion of their storyline in this episode. Uh, Tom, who has these tags from an estate sale that you're supposed to put on items that you want, he puts it on Greg. 
And what he's doing is because Greg had previously slapped him and like betrayed him to make this deal to quad up with the other, with the, uh, <laughs> the two brothers and the, and the sister, like of yeah. course that he had called it something stupid, just like an un- unimaginative, like the, like the disgusting brothers and all that stuff. But so Tom puts this, this, this sticker on Greg to mark him as like his object. Right. And, like or as like as furniture, even you know you could even right. go to that level, right. and that's a moment Greg could see himself quite literally as object to Tom, but instead he's like kind of delighted to still be included. He is, in, right? You know, and and so it's that kind of uh, uh. Would you would you go so far as to say it for to call it foreclosure? Is that like the, well, the, that's the, interesting question. Like, is yeah. there a kind of generalized psychosis on the? show i mean maybe because just and i i think this is if if there's anything evinced formally by mm-hmm. the show it's kind of that right like they're yeah. because the way in which everyone is so isolated within their own shot right like there, yeah. there's yeah. so many painful close-ups handheld yeah. close-ups of people so there yes. is a kind of lack of social social symbol socio symbolic glue holding people together. So maybe well, there is a kind no, of general, there, there's no public in the show. I, I, this well, is that's point really, that, I know, I know, I know. It, I mean, you made this point to me. I think it's a great point. I'm going to say it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so, cause uh, just to let people know it is your point that the only <laughs> time we see really someone go out in the public other than Greg taking the city bike, which is also yes. in public and he's using a public mode of transportation. Okay. Uh, but Roman goes out into public and gets the shit beat out of him by the protesters. Yeah. So, yes. so pu- the public for these people is, I mean, they never take, never one time does anyone take a, a public, I mean, I guess flights aren't public, but, but a, a, no. a, a flight where you would encounter the public, they're always on no. a private jet. Yeah. Uh, they don't yeah. even, they don't even have to navigate the public traffic system because someone is driving them. Right. Mm -hmm. No one ever. Mm -hmm. We never see them drive themselves. I think that maybe in the last episode there's some. But but basically no one is no one is really ever having to have that encounter with the public. And I think someone else drives Kendall on a motorcycle. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but just to underscore your point, (laughs) like like even on a motorcycle. Right. Right. It's just it's it's incredible. And I think that that's. I think you would say, and it's interesting how people that when they get a lot of wealth, what is the first thing they do is they move away from other people. Yeah, like that's right, what right, they right. want to do, or they yeah. build up really yep. high fences to keep away from them. Uh, I, I slightly understand that because we live in a condo complex, and the one <laughs> complex over, a, a a father has has let his son, who's a drug dealer, take the condo. Oh. So there's like all this kinds of drug interaction here. So I, I slightly, it may be a little more sympathetic to this, I'm kidding, uh, to no, this yeah, moving yeah, yeah. away. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I think it is interesting, isn't it, that there there is this impulse to, to move away and isolate yourself from the public while mm. at the same time, and I think this is the crucial thing, while at the same time, you, you retain this desire for for public interaction, for interaction mm. with other people, right? So there's a kind of, I mean, that's the basic contradiction that 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 embodies people that have wealth is that they they feel, on the one hand, like they want to insulate themselves from the other, but then they feel also their desire is the desire of the other. They're drawn to the other. They're they're that that but they're made 
but the the wealth really, and I think this is the thing that when you were talking about Roman, I think the wealth really makes you impotent, right? Like it really makes you incapable of any, because just like you said, because to have sex is to render one's, to expose oneself to the other person, which is why if you're wealthy, you don't want to be exposed to the other person because that endangers your wealth. Yeah. And, and I mean, and isn't, isn't it like the, so much of like, I mean, so much of the, the, the idea of like public is, is, is being like, is actually being subject and thinking other people are subject yeah. and like, 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 yeah. like this silent, silent agreement that they deserve to take up the same amount of space as you do. Right. Like right. The, that's you know, why, right. That's why if you see someone in the public space, like, like hogging the armrest on both oh, sides, yeah. you're like, wait a minute, what are you doing? You're not, yeah. you're not, a, you're not playing by the public rules that we all do, or even like walk, like, I don't know, this happened, this happened to you, like I take a walk on the sidewalk, Vermont, Did you break your foot? Because nice. that ha- that's what happened to me. Or, or no. What happened? Oh, you broke your oh, foot. <laughs> no, I was going on a run and I slipped on the ice and knocked my two front teeth out. But uh, mm. no, I'm, I'm telling you about that's that. Right. That's that. a purely private ill. Um, what I mean, this, I wonder what happens to you. I'll be walking along and then there'll be a group of people coming the other way and they're not mm. obeying the like, stay on the right rule. And so I have to go, even if there's like, I have to go into the road to avoid the, like they'll just, they're just like, look, we're involved in our conversation. We can't be troubled by obeying the etiquette of walking on a sidewalk. Right. And I think that that when we encounter that, we feel Mm -hmm. like, wow, they're really, I mean, they're doing violence to the, the very public agreement itself. Right. And I think the the rich never have to encounter that. No, no. I mean, cause when you, when you encounter that, like I'll give another example, like it's, it's like to be in public is not to in a group move your private bubble elsewhere. <laughs> right, right. You know, right, like right. there's like, it, it's the, I haven't been to a, a concert uh, post pandemic, but I'm sure it's, this is the same way. Like I had started to not be into it so much and very much felt like I was getting too old for concerts because like people would just go and they would just talk to each other like, like groups of friends, like just over, like not listening to the music. They're just, they would just be at a concert and they'd just be talking to each other, like, like over, like over everything. And like, obviously elevating their voices so their friends could hear them. And I just thought this has to be pretty loud. Yeah. 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 I I did. I was at a, I don't know what year this was. I was at Boston calling and I, I, I yelled at some teenagers. I felt very old when I did this. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I just, (laughs) I went over to this group. I was like, Hey, I think they were playing during the the national, uh, so maybe this was twenty. This puts me in a twenty fourteen or something like that. I don't know. Okay. Um. I I said, hey, you could be having this conversation literally anywhere else, and that was what I yelled at the. And they were like, yeah, okay. There was like, you know, you know, thanks for being so nice about it. That's what like one of the kids said to me, and I said, you were nice first, and that ended the thing. And I think I embarrassed them sufficiently that. that they ironically I did, yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. And then, and, and then I didn't they, get the irony there for some reason. Oh, okay. I thought they really meant you were nice, but they didn't think. You were oh, nice. oh no, they did not think I was nice. Okay. <laughs> Ryan, I'm no, impressed. Very... Oh, I'm impressed that you had the courage. I, 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 I'm a. Here, here's my way of like people were talking at the cinema. I get up and move to the opposite side. Oh of the yeah, cinema. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm terrible. Uh, yeah. But, but <laughs> I, I, I was just at the movies. What was I seeing? It was actually an art film of some sort. I can't remember what. But um, mm. I people were talking during the previews and some, some guy on the other side of me says, Mm. can you please, I'm trying to, can you please stop talking? And this person said right back to them, this is an advertisement. I'm not going to be quiet for an advertisement. 
<laughs> and I thought, okay. wow. I mean, there's a little hostility, and I was like right yeah. in the exact middle of it. Uh, yeah. But then I thought, you know, I don't, I don't buy that. Like, I think that the the, the preview is really part. Of, it's you've already yeah, entered into the, the. You've already entered. You've entered into, into the, the agreement to the thing. Yeah. So, like that. Yeah. I mean, then that that gets us gets us back on to, to the succession thing. It's like it's not the like the bubble. This like the the absolute preservation of the uh, of the private well, the private bubble. bubble. Yeah, that's like that's where that's what they that's what they live in. Like that, and yeah. that's why like like that's why like it's like I, I think that. Um, yeah, Roman at the end of uh, he has like he has quietly like a, a very interesting final season arc. Yeah, he does. Uh, don't I, don't I you think, think though? Yeah. Isn't one of the results of that that you you have no nothing to save you from your own self destruction? Right. Yeah, like, well, I, mean, I think that's yeah, the yeah. like in a way when you're interacting with the public, there's some kind of barrier put up to your own self destruction, and yeah. and when you don't, when you're just in your private world. There, there really mm. is no barrier because other people are really happy to facilitate that privately. Yeah, but you have to. So th- it, it does link to what they will have understood because they don't. I, they wouldn't understand subjectivity. I mean, and not just because, like, I, I doubt they've read Lacan. You know, I don't mean it that way. But like, yeah. B- shortly before Logan dies, he's having a conversation. I believe it's um. I believe it's to his driver. I'm forgetting the guy's name. And he he just he says he just asks him like, "What are people?" And and Logan's conclusion. Oh, I remember is that. that. Pe- yeah, you remember this. And Logan's conclusion is people are economic units. That's what yeah. he says. That's his conclusion. And then when he dies, and the kids are are finally going to see the the body like come off the plane, uh, Roman holds up the phone in an echo of in season one, when Kendall was going to take over and the stock price dropped, he holds it up to say that is dad. Like, and he holds his finger. It's like, it's like two inches on the phone of the, of the stock price dropping. And he says that, that is dad. And like, and he like, like, uh, I think we should, uh, you know, take that as, uh, you know, Sophoclean irony or, or dramatic irony where you know more than the, the characters absolutely, do. The char- absolutely, absolutely. You know, like right, that's how you, right. you have to take that, but they're invested in that as right. like that really is how they see people and they venerate that. So it's not just that you were saying that about like these people, like they, they don't just want to have purchase on the public, but they do, especially Logan, want to be venerated by this public that they abhor and would never ever be a part of. Right, right, right. They hate it. They hate they, it. They, they want it. They, they, their whole life is spent retreating from it, and yet yes. they need its veneration, right? Yes. And yet yes. its veneration, if it ever comes, is always uh, to them horrific, right? Like yeah. it's like when Logan gets some kind of award or some. I forget the episode. Oh, yeah. He yeah. just he's like can't even he can't it's, stomach. Yes. It, right. He can't stomach. That's what I mean. That's when uh, the rap. Right, that's in that episode. Oh, that's, that's Kendall's one. rap, right? Kendall's rap, yeah. <laughs> that was hard to watch. Yeah, L-T-O-G. Kendall's hard to watch. I think at a lot of times, a lot it's of hard times. to because I mean, this I, I, it's interesting. One could really write a thing. I mean, we don't have time to go into it because it's a whole mm. issue. Yeah, but the role that shame plays relative to wealth and and to the public, right? Like mm-hmm. Kendall. Isn't the problem that Kendall, when he does that rap and when he has that party for himself, which is, I mean, he finally doesn't do the song that he's going to do. Thank yes, God. yes, yes, yeah. 
because I think it would have been just And he doesn't appear on that show either shortly right, after. Right, right. It would have okay. just been unbearable yeah. for the audience, I think. Yes. Uh, because I think he doesn't, he doesn't feel shame. And, and you know, shame is a, is a community, community is the wrong word, like a collective emotion, right? And so if we, if you're ever around someone who doesn't feel any shame, you feel mm-hmm. it in their stead. Right, like my. Yes. I'll give you a great example. So, when I was a little kid, my dad would would get up in front of the. He was he sang in our church. You know, he was a sing, mm. whatever singer, and uh, he would sometimes sing a solo, and and he would and after he finished his solo, he this I just remember this time I'll never forget it. He put out his arms really wide. He goes, "I want everyone to know that Jesus loves you," and I just mm. and I I was I was in my I I just felt such. Shame, and I thought I—I f- I didn't think this at the time, but I think it now. I felt shame because he did it, and 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 yeah. I said, "Mom, I'm so ashamed." And she said, "She said to me," and then she made me feel more ashamed because she said, "It's a terrible thing for a child to feel ashamed of its parent." Oh, and I thought, "Wow, that's she's got a good point by her," <laughs> uh, but I still felt ashamed anyway, and now I feel ashamed <laughs> about feeling ashamed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but my point is, it's a collective feeling, right? Like if the other yeah. person doesn't feel it enough, then we feel it in their stead. And I think as audience members, we felt it in the stead of of Kendall because he didn't feel it. And I wonder if it's a critique about the shamelessness of the wealthy, the show. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and also, isn't the way that like, I mean, something that probably we could have said this uh, uh, earlier, but it, it, it's, it bears repeating now is that like the the way that Kendall the only way that he could understand to um, get his father's love and respect was in the parlance of the show was to kill him. And what's yes. really, what's, what's really great. It's because it, the first time this is said is in, is in that first coup attempt in that episode titled, uh, which side are you on is when Logan sees what's happening and he says, this is your best chance to kill me. Yeah. And that's the first time that's ever said that way. And he doesn't, he doesn't mean it literally, but it, it it's it, but it, it it makes literal the symbolic act, yeah. which is like which is pretty great. And then, obviously, he tries to do it again. And I think like Roman, has, I think he has this line like, "Can you or like Shiv says, can you just be in the middle between trying to kill Dad and trying to have sex with Dad?" And like Roman has some line about like, "Do you have a fetish for almost killing Dad?" And I think that it's in. I almost think that it that part of that part of the part of the embarrassment you feel is it's not like it, it's not a it's not a clever it wouldn't be a clever point for you and I to come on this podcast that often talks about psychoanalysis and German uh, idealism and to say you know there's like kind of an edible thread that runs through the show <laughs> like the show like the show's telling you that's there like like it's 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 there right, and right. and so it's like what is it so the so that's that is beyond dispute it's like what does that do like what does the show do with that and I right. think it it, it like <laughs> Kendall is edible to the point that you really feel bad for him. You, you feel, feel bad in Rome too, and right? Like Roman, yeah. you feel like, and, and Shiv as well. They all three of them, like you, it's hard to watch them yeah. because the edible feeling is, is, is there's, it's, it's embarrassing. Right. And, and it's the and, only way to relate to That's what that I, I, I connect that to your point because that's the only way they can relate to Logan as, subject because of the wealth thing because because of as as he puts it like people are economic units and even like his children like that way and and like leveraging them against each other and and all that like like that like the old so like the only way that they can relate to him is to like remove him from his symbolic position the only they can only relate to him edibly 
Like right. that's it. Exactly. That's, that's exactly. The, like the only only space they have. I do I do like your idea. We should have come on and gone, you know, here's our great interpretation <laughs> of succession. <laughs> it's about the Oedipal struggle. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean. you know, those are great. Yeah, so great. You know, you, if you, great. If, yeah. Todd, if you study the show closely, you know, you can detect these hints. You know, uh, uh, of, of, of Oedipal feeling yeah. in the, sh- in the sh- uh, It's unbelievable. But unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. And we would yeah. really justify our position in psychoanalytic theory. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just want to I want to end with this that, that Tom, we talked a little bit about Tom. He's funny. Mm. Uh, You're going to get castrated on pay is the line from the final episode. He says it's pretty great. Regions. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah. 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 To uh, underline our, our position earlier. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, like we get one mention of castration, which I think is the complex. Well, that's that, the second the, one. The show's really he, about not the edible complex. Yeah. But he, cause he mentions that also to Greg about the, um, the Nero thing. Do you remember? No. He, I'm going to see if I, cause I, I have all these notes. I'm going to see if I have this. Um, okay. I don't have it. He, he explains to when he thinks he's going to go to jail, when he's going to take the, the jail yeah. bullet yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Uh, for the cruise scandal, he says he's been reading about the Roman empire, like this huge book. Cause he thinks, I think the he thinks he book. can take, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and, uh, he's explaining to, to Greg about Nero, uh, having his, his wife killed and then his like closest advisor, he like had castrated and then married. And he, I, he tells like, sweetly like like genuine genuinely sweetly he says to greg that i would i would i would have you castrated greg (laughs) like i'd have like i'd have you be but it's like like and so you like like that's the like that's for me when the show is like really on the top of its game is when like like that's a horrible thing to say to somebody but you do have to but tom means that as the absolute compliment right like like he he means that in in like a, a a depth of love that he yes. does not feel to his own wife that he can't really, he doesn't feel to any other person. So, but anyway, just to another instance yeah, of frustration on the show. I agree. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I, I think, you, you know, the, 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 that it ends with Tom sort of on top, but then not on top because he's, yes. he's t- on top as a pure figurehead. I think mm-hmm. it's pretty great because it, I think it shows the way in which sucking up Mm-hmm. in the capitalist universe pays off. Yes. Right. Like, I mean, that's yeah. the, I think that's really one of the points of the show. Like if you, if you took it as basic ABC of like how to, how to succeed and, and, and in business uh, without really trying, without really trying. There you go. <laughs> uh, or, or how to win friends and influence people. And influence uh, people. Yeah. I, I think it, it, the, the way is to suck up. Like that's the, it, and yeah. I, I think it's interesting that, that really does pay off in the capitalist world. And I think that, I, I don't think that's wrong. I don't think it's mm. wrong. I think mm. it's really true. And I think that that's, pr- I, I really like that as an ending. I feel like it mm. really, I think if it would have stuck with, I mean, the other thing is they can't help but betray each other. And I think that's, to me, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. the way the ending ultimately undermines the family idea, right? Like they have yeah. this moment yeah. of nice family bonding where they make, Kendall drink this crowning of the king shake meal fit for a king meal, meal fit for and a king it, it, and it looks brown it looks like a it's a crown of shit is, is it's, a, all, is it's a, horrible yeah. and then they dump it yeah, over his head and yeah. then and then you get this moment where Shiv okay so she doesn't yet vote the vote is six mm-hmm. to six and she's the tie breaking vote she leaves the room the board meeting goes into another room Kendall follows her. And then in his attempt to convince her, we've t- touched on this, says, you know, I didn't really kill anyone. And then yes. he, so he, you, 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 at least I thought 
if he really exposed himself and opened mm-hmm. up, he might have actually brought her back around to yeah. voting for him. So right. he clearly, right. he does the one thing he can do to make it not happen. So I think, so I think a couple things. I think, I think it's, it's pro sucking up in the sense of that's how you succeed in the capitalist world. And then it's mm-hmm. in the family. It's about how the family will destroy itself on every occasion yeah. again in the, yeah. in the, in the capitalist world. That's really nice. I mean, like, and he's, and he shouts, I'm the, I'm the eldest boy. I'm the eldest like, boy. How, right, right. How, like, right. like what, what could you like, you, we talked about that. Like if he said I was the oldest son right. or I'm, I'm the oldest, like it's all petulant, but it's the, and it, and it all means the same it's thing. It's not so infantile. Right. It's not so infantile as right. to say I'm the eldest boy, the eldest which he boy. isn't. Because Connor is, but Connor's again, older, he's right? Not, yeah. He's not considered, uh, you know, it, uh, to be like in the family in the same right. in the same way. Right. Um, I I like your I like your final word. I like again because it end, it does end with Tom uh, on top, but not on top, which is what leads to I think uh, one of the best references to the iconic end of the Graduate. Oh right, I think, in right. Uh, in just in in media, which like because Tom and Shiv who uh, this great, uh, there's a great line, uh, you know, again, in Peep Show, as I said this earlier, like Jesse Armstrong, uh, there are, I believe, three weddings in that show that are like uh, central to like how uh, the uh, plot moves forward. Uh, One is a green card uh, wedding um, that you don't really see. It's just a, uh, a, I forget, I forget the phrase the show uses, but it's just like a a municipal, it's just a, business proceed not business but you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. uh, uh and the other one uh which is at the end of the fourth season bafta winning season uh mark and sophie get wedding uh, get married and the this this idea this phrase of uh moldering resentment is uh is used it's used a couple times in, in peep show um and it's i think this idea of two people sitting next to each other with who have said the just the worst things, worst things. Who, yeah. who have again? I just I like this phrase from Peep Show. I think it describes a lot of the relationships on Succession. Who just have moldering resentment between them, uh, uh, the the resentment that goes from moldering to smoldering. Like that's like that's the kind of the direction. Of well, what I like is that 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 usually hear someone talk about smoldering passion. So it's kind yes. of like reversing both of those terms, moldering yes. resentment, right? Moldering, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And they they're sitting next to each other. They're in the they're in the car that's that's driving them away, and the shot is similar to the end of the Graduate, like the yeah. you know yeah. Dustin Hoffman and, and, and at the end of the bus. And but the difference is they're not they getting know, on the bus like the replacements in the Graduate, are they? I don't <laughs> uh, no, but you know same. what they're. Same album though. There's a great line from uh, th- that does explain a little bit about the ones who love us the least are the ones we die to please. Yeah. That's like I think. Yeah, that's pretty, good. Uh, Except, isn't it interesting that this is in a private car and not on a bus? And I think that reflects again. Yes, that there is some hope for Dustin Hoffman and Catherine Ross. Yes, Benjamin Braddock and Mrs. Robinson. Uh, yes, <laughs> but there is no hope for for Tom and Shiv, right? I think no, that, that be, I think that that we're supposed to think that, right? And and that's sealed by them holding hands. Like that's the thing. Right. Like so this like touching, this like you, what you would normally consider like a, like a certainly a level of intimacy uh yeah. is confirms the the opposite. I mean, it does confirm they're going to be together, but like, you know, into what and as what. 
and it's like uh, yeah so i i i um i know the final the lasting image is 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 kendall staring out into the to the waves but i like the uh, the the graduate uh, you, you thought they should have started like just a little instrumental <laughs> too comic what, but i that would be a great that would be a great yeah. supercut yeah. opportunity for somebody yeah definitely yeah. Yeah. All right. So you, 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 I had a different lesson, but I think you hit on it. So. Oh yeah. The graduate. Yeah. The lesson is watch yeah. the graduate. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, Mike Nichols, another... Mike Nichols, pretty great. I think. Yeah. We've talked about him before as another one. Yeah. Of, well, no, this, he, that's pretty good because Nichols is another guy who, uh, he's a Hoxian kind of figure. He's Hoxian. He's excellent yeah. films in multiple genres and also television. Angels in America. Yes, that's right. The Angels in America is yeah. made for HBO, right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Over and out, Ryan. Over and out, Todd.